Fantasy Sports powered by BetMGM and Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network. Let's thank our sponsors before uh, we get going officially. Uh, Renters Warehouse and professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Uh, Mandu the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room at Mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, that's where we are this morning in Lebanon, WilsonCountyHyundai.com for your new ride. Calvin and Subtle, you want to upgrade your home, new hardwood floors, CalvinAndSubtle.com for mid-state service there. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So better late than never, uh, Zach, but I do think there is interesting updates. So it's actually worked out okay that we started a little late today because we initially were going to find the right trade for the Tennessee Titans to offer the Falcons for wide receiver Julio Jones. Uh, And so we will still do that. And Teron Davenport of ESPN.com, uh, one of our good friends, he has given what he would offer the Falcons for Julio Jones. So we'll talk about that as well. But the latest is a couple of tweets from ESPN's Diana Rossini just a few minutes ago, Zach. The first one is the Atlanta Falcons have discussed several trade offers for Julio Jones, including an offer for a future first-round draft pick per sources. There is a sense around the league a trade could go down as early as next week. Diana follows that up with, as we watch Titans players fiercely recruit Julio on social media, I was told Atlanta has actually had discussions with Tennessee. As of right, as of now, they're still talking, but was told, quote, this is a long shot, end quote, for the Titans to land Julio Jones. So, quote, is a long shot for the Titans to land Julio Jones from Diana Rossini. Your initial reaction, Zach, to that brand new report from Diana Rossini? Well, some wins out of the sales, right? I mean, that long shot is not a good shot. And her, in her first tweet talking about a first-round pick, you know, you also have to figure out the future of your franchise. Now, the first-round picks haven't been great uh, over the last several years. But Jeffrey Simmons has been. Isaiah Wilson was not. We'll find out about Caleb Farley and so forth. But John Robinson, we like most general managers, values his high round picks and values picks in general. Uh, but that does not—that's not positive news if you're a Titans player or if you're a Titans fan for Julio Jones. Just based on Diane Rossini is definitely connected within the league, and no doubt, especially within the Tennessee Titans organization. So uh, I'm well, sure she knows Arthur Smith too, right? So. so yeah, so I, I find this interesting because Buck Rising always plays the game. Like, whenever you hear a report, it's coming from somebody to benefit one party. So, like, by Diana Rossini reporting this, and that the Titans are a long shot, but they have had discussions with Atlanta, with Atlanta, where do we think this is coming from? Like, who is this coming from? Is this coming from the Falcons? Is it coming from Julio's side? Is it coming from the Tennessee Titans? Because we know Diana is connected, like you just said. Where do you think this info is coming from? That Diana is reporting. It could be the Titans saying that they're the long shot. Would that benefit the Titans to say that they're a long Who, shot? It may be the truth. Like I understand what you what yeah. Buck said. Now don't think about that. That's fine. And think about all of the possibilities. And who knows? All we know is that Diana Rossini is very connected within the Tennessee Titans organization. They when when just during the draft. That's who the team that she's covering of the handful of teams that they have her covering. 
when news breaks on game day, usually Diana Racine. That's just what the game is. That's what ESPN has positioned her to be. And, and she's good at her job. That's a reporter, yes. right? I mean, that, that that is the game of being a reporter, is finding sources within the league, as Adam Schefter has, as Chris Mortensen has, as all, all of the reporters that we know in the national outlets. But I do buy what she's saying. I don't think that bodes well for Tennessee, but it, that I, this is what I think. Okay. And you can repeat the tweets. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the first tweet, I think, hits harder for me than the second tweet. And I'll tell you why after you you kind of redisclose what Diana Rossini tweeted. All right, so tweeted. pulling up the Diana Rossini tweets, the first tweet that Zach mentions, the Titans have discussed several trade offers for Julio Jones, including an offer for a future first-round draft pick for sources. There's a sense around the league a trade could go down as early as next week, which we know June 2nd, that's when it has to happen, uh, or as early as it can happen. Dinah follows it up with... Before you get to the okay. follow-up. Let's take a look at that tweet. Okay. A first-round pick has been offered. That's the best offer. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. A future first-round pick could mean a top-five pick. Ask the L.A. Rams. Right. Ask the Tennessee Titans. So I I look at that, and I say that carries weight. We've we've heard, and I have not read uh, the ESPN.com article in which Tehran and some other reporters say what they would give up for Julio Jones, what they think it will take to get Julio Jones. But I think that that first tweet, if somebody's willing to get up a first round pick, we've known that the Falcons aren't looking for players to pay right? because they're salary cap strapped. Right. They're looking for future round draft pick capital. All right. So Kronsky says late to the party, what did Diana say? I will go ahead and reiterate that. Uh, so I mentioned uh, the first tweet was about, um, a first-round pick being offered uh, or in discussions to Atlanta. The follow-up tweet is, as we watch Titans players fiercely recruit Julio Jones on social media from Diana Rossini, she said she was told Atlanta has actually had discussions with Tennessee. As of now, they're still talking, but was told this is, quote, is a long shot for the Titans to land Julio Jones. So let's, let's react to this Diana Rossini news real quick. We'll go to the comments section to get you guys more involved. Then we'll discuss the Titans, what the Titans could trade, what they should trade, what Toronto Davenport says they could offer. But first, Zach, tell everybody about where we're at, Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai, you see the bottom of the screen, you see behind us, you see those great cars, that Palisade. Man, they've got it all. The 2021 Palisade is your next vehicle and can be if you come right here to Wilson County Hyundai. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with the perfect make and model for you or your family, whether it's for your wife, whether it's for you personally, you're trying to find a four-door sedan that has fuel efficiency, the the Sonata, baby, that's what I drive. I absolutely love it. If you want to try to find a full-size SUV, the Palisade is the way to go. Full-size, full third-row seating with captain seats. They've got all the bells and whistles right here at Wilson County Hyundai and at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, A to Z Sports, we are powered in the mornings by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to $600 with your first bet after your first deposit. That's code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet up to $600. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. So, Quickly reacting to the Diana Rossini report, the Titans are, quote, a long shot to land Julio Jones, but the Titans have had discussions um, about Julio Jones. 
Uh, hey, G-Man on base is Payne Bone, top 10 all-time names here who runs Wilson County Hyundai out here. Can't uh, disagree. Dom says, can't get Julio because got to sign Nate Davis next year. Uh, I'm so sick of this. I don't know who if he's responding to something. Uh, Corey says, you still have to clear cap space, which we've talked about. It's the chicken or the egg type situation with the Tennessee Titans is if they trade for Julio, now they can go restructure Tannehill and maybe some others to clear that cap space. But there's no need to restructure those deals until you're trading for Julio Jones. Yeah, and the hard part is if you trade for Julio Jones, you still got to pay him. <laughs> like, Yeah, and that's $15 million guaranteed this year, and it's $2 million guaranteed in 2022. Uh, the Falcons would have to pay some of his dead cap for the duration of his contract, but the Titans would still have to pay $17 guaranteed million over the next two seasons, with a big being 15 mil this year because the cap is low this year. We talked about the cap ceiling next year will go up. Uh, so Garrett says, I don't think J-Rob would offer a first-round pick. He knows the Falcons are in a bind to get rid of him. I think the Falcons will get, at best, a second round since they have to get rid of him. Uh, Eric says, might as well offer the first round. You, you don't get anything out of the first-round picks anyways. They're just busts coming from Eric. It's a little bit of a joke there. Yeah, but there is a value of a first, a future first-round pick, right, to a team. Yeah. That, that is big because they're always going to bet on themselves that they're going to hit a home run. And hitting a home run, higher percentage in the first round than in the fifth round or the fourth round or the lower rounds, right? So uh, this is – look, it's new news. It's very interesting. I, I think that, that Diane Rossini, respectable ESPN reporter, has – good sources within both organizations i look at this and i definitely think that this is a tough pill to swallow for the titans fan base and probably the titans roster that want julio but you talk about two years austin two years is the super bowl window yeah no doubt no doubt and they and they have to be able to take advantage of this because it would really suck is in the 2023 season you've got derrick henry who's been it was had like 900 carries over the next two years. And Ryan Tannehill, who's like 36 ish uh, and AJ Brown, who's now expensive. And Jeffrey Simmons is now expensive. Nate Davis has been paid. And now all of a sudden your, your core is dropped off Saffold. Who knows where he's at? Who knows where Lawan's at? The defense might need to change over again. Like this is the two years that you go for it. And Julio Jones makes an impact on this. Lee Hobbs says a long shot is still a shot. Jeff Roberts says trades can go from a long shot to a deal being close in 48 hours or less. Mikey says I'd trade a first for him with Henry Tannehill. You have a small window to try to win and first in the twenties is worth it. This however is setting up to be J Rob in a few weeks saying we did what we could again. And I think that's, you know, John Robinson always kicks the tires on things. So all, we're not surprised that John Robinson and the Titans have had discussions with the Atlanta Falcons, like Rossini is reporting, but who knows what they want to give up. Yeah, and look, John Robinson, smart general manager, has the connections with Atlanta, but at the end of the day, John Robinson, if he gets Julio or doesn't get Julio, he's still going to be the general manager of the entire roster in the franchise. He has to look at the future of the franchise in the long view, right? This is not about two years. I think two years matters it's a great it's, deal. It's the balance of that. Right? And that's hard to balance. Yes. And then you also have to say two years versus the four 
to five, more four, because they don't usually sign fifth-year options uh, continuously for their first-round picks, which is a problem. Well, they never have. But well, Dory, I guess, is the one. But That's why. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a caveat, but yeah. I, I, I said they, that they, for a reason so you didn't bust me. Because of for for nuance, I get well, but it. Because yeah, they got because they cut a Dory before he even played on it, so, so it's a it's a unique situation. They picked yes. it up, and they but... can't do that anymore. Like fifth round, fifth year options don't have the ability to just get cut like that, like a Dory did. Yeah, so I, I I do think that this is a tough decision, but it leads us to our question. Yeah, because we now know more information than we did yesterday. As Diana Rossini kind of reports two things. Offers have been made to the Atlanta Falcons for Julio Jones. That's in general. One of those offers is being reported to be a first-round pick. One, that's all that was disclosed. And that the Titans seem to be a quote-unquote long shot to land Julio Jones as it stands right now. So let's put power to the people. Let's put the GM caps on all of you guys and on the two of us. And let's ask the question, what would be your Titans trade offer, now the information that we know now, for Julio Jones? So what would be your Titans trade offer for Julio Jones to land in Nashville for the next two seasons? You're going to have to give something up. What are you willing to give up? Yep, uh, we're live from Wilson County Hyundai, but real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They are the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. They create extra cash flows for you and your family. If you have a son or daughter in graduation season right now, they need somewhere to live. Renters Warehouse has incredible inventory across the mid-state uh, for whatever situation you're looking for in different locations. Renterswarehouse.com. Build long-term equity to help you have long-term wealth in the process. And they do all the work for you at Renterswarehouse.com. Yeah, we are powered by BetMGM. They are the title sponsor of our morning show. Won some money last night. Thank you to the over hitting big time for the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant dropped 47, but it was not worth. It wasn't enough uh, to get the Jazz. That helped me out uh, tremendously. But download the app today and use that promo code. Let's ask the question. Yeah. The question that we've asked is what would be your Titans trade offer for wide receiver Julio Jones? All right, so do we want to do comments first or do we want to do the Tron Davenport? First? Let's do comments. Okay. Then let's – because it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah. Tehran didn't have Diana Rossini's report. Yep, yep. And, and neither did – because I have trade offers that ESPN reporters did for the Ravens, the Patriots, the 49ers, and the Titans. And all done without Diana Rossini's And the report. chat may have not have seen that report – the, the, the article. Right. So let's go Let's go chat first. Okay. Uh, Aaron just says, I think John Robinson needs to make a move. So r- the first one I see is the, the one that I just want to bring up because it's going to happen. Rock on YouTube says – Trade Kevin Byard in a fifth. This would free up money to sign Julio. Julio already has a contract. Kevin Byard already has a contract. The Atlanta Falcons need to trade Julio Jones to save money. Therefore, there's no way in hell they want to take on Kevin Byard's almost $12 million base salary for this season to trade away Julio Jones's $15 million. That's not how that works. So that is not. uh, And a fifth-round pick is not going to be it either. So more... um, more comments about this. Um, Kevin says the Titans didn't offer first round pick. Yeah, we don't. I mean, if you want to connect the dots for Diana Rossini's report, you could and say that 
I they did not. I think that's fair too. Because they're saying the Titans are a long shot, and then they're first reporting that somebody gave and offered a first round pick. Those two don't match. Keelan says go out there and offer a first round pick. Donald says a second and a fourth. Um, let's see. Stacy says at least the Titans have a shot. Uh, let's see. James says I think it was a conditional first round pick. Lane says a first and a fourth. Trey says a second in 2022 and a second in 2023 lee says a first and evans or a second and evans dominic says a second and a fourth next year or a first in two years and a sixth next year so the 2023 first and a six year uh six round for next year jason says a first rounder next year a fifth in 2023 and t-rack if they want him steven says i would trade Rashawn evans in a Second round pick and fourth round pick. Dion says a first in next year and a third the following year. So Kenneth says a first and a fourth, give him some money. G Man says a first and a seventh. Uh, Brian says a second and a sixth. And then Maurice says, comments are jumping on me. Maurice says two first round draft picks. So Zach, uh, 24 Sherlock says a second and a 2023 fourth. Zach, what do you think in this? I don't think that the Titans will give up a first-round pick. Uh, I think that, it sounds like, could be the cost to play. Right? Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is worth a first-round pick. Like, like, let's look at the value of a player, right? And I think you have to try to compare maybe wide receivers or other comparable players that have been traded for pieces. Where is Julio Jones in that conversation? And... Julio's stock and value is different for teams with those team needs. The Tennessee Titans didn't draft a wide receiver in the first or the second or the third round. They didn't do it. So their value and need for a wide receiver is much higher. Maybe it's a luxury to other teams. The Arizona Cardinals could be a luxury. They have DeAndre Hopkins. They have A.J. Green. They have Christian Kirk. And then just to to add Julio Jones, the 49ers, they're trying to help maybe their young quarterback and Trey Lance for uh, a couple of years if they believe that he'll play this year uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't work out. The Colts, they need Julio Jones because they're in a Super Bowl window and they need to help Carson win. So a couple of comments now that since you've been talking, Donald says Stephon Diggs got a first, but Stephon Diggs was like 24 years, 25 years old. And – what happened once he got traded to the Buffalo Bills? Premier wide receiver. Yeah. He was a premier wide receiver before he got traded, and he stayed a premier wide receiver. Right, but again, Stephon Diggs at his age and Julio Jones at 32 coming off. Julio's been battling injuries for the last several years. He's fought through them, and then last year uh, the hamstring injury cost him seven games. He only played nine games and was very productive. And hamstring injuries do that. Yeah, they do, especially when you're 32 years old. Uh, Rolando says the way J-Rob drafts first-rounders, why not give up a first That's round? also a good argument. And then Timmy says this on YouTube. Timmy comes pretty hard. You guys are being pretty ignorant at the moment. <laughs> what is the actual percent that a first-round pick ends up being anything in the NFL? Trade a first and a third and get it done. So Timmy says, screw it, go for it, get it done. Who cares about first-round draft picks? And the fact is, the Titans have not extended a first-round draft pick since 
Kayla Lewan? Yes. Jeff, and, Jeffrey Simmons is on the horizon, but he has not been extended right. yet. He's only played You're, two years. But I, I will, I will come back. And, and, and Jack Conklin's an interesting scenario because of the timing of Conklin getting injured and how he could not bounce back from that. He got a big money deal from the Browns, and the Titans can't pay everybody. So Jack Conklin was a good draft pick. It just was unfortunate in how the timing of the years played out. Uh, Corey Davis and Dory Jackson, we can argue until we're blue in the face. And Marcus Mariota was what he was. Uh, so, and Rashawn Evans is, I don't know. But right? here, here's the key, Austin. And Timmy, it's easy to spend other people's money, right? I could spend Austin's money. It's on blue in the face. It'd be great, right? Bet on that. Do this. Do that. John Robinson also, his actions prior, because of the Isaiah Wilson miss and because of the question marks that they picked Caleb Farley, don't you think that that first-round pick next year has to it carries more weight even more to hit we said that this year i understand that but really next year caleb farley's coming off of two back procedures going into his rookie year isaiah wilson is not in football i don't know what he what he's in but he's not in football it makes next year's first round pick that much more important. But your track history, or your, track record, your, yeah. your, your track record doesn't really bode well for it mattering. Yeah. Um, Hunter says, I think it's very possible the first round pick was from a team that wants the Falcons to take a lot of Julio's cap. Now, that, that's a good point because just because, you know, some team offers a first round pick, they might have to split the salary of where Julio is being paid from who, right? Like the reason why like the Dolphins paid 5 million bucks a 10 Hill, $7 million contract after that trade was just for a fourth round pick, but the, the Dolphins were desperate to get rid of him. And, and Timmy comes back and says a healthy, productive Julio for the next two or three years or a subpar first round pick. The problem is, is you are assuming that Julio will be healthy for the next two to three years. And you are assuming Maybe rightfully so that there's going to be a subpar first-round pick. But what if he picks a Jeffrey Simmons at an, another position? Well, and I think the where I think the people who are saying go for it, trade a first-round draft pick, are expecting the Titans to pick like 25 or later. They should. And they should. And with Julio Jones, they absolutely should. With Julio Jones, that pick should be 28 or 29 or later. Because what's 29? 29 means you played in the conference title game and you lost. Anything later than that is you're in the Super Bowl. So, I, you know, I think. I'm, I'm waiting for more tweets from Diane. I know, right? Like we're, we're like on, we're kind of waiting on bated breath here. So, Zach, let me do this. Let me go through the four trade offers that ESPN.com made for Julio Jones real quick, including our guy, Teron Davenport and see how we feel about this. And then have you, you haven't given yours, and I haven't given mine. So uh, the Ravens, this is NFL.com, the reporters for the teams get the trade offers. The Ravens offered a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick. The Patriots offer a second-round pick and quarterback Jared Stidham, who's on a rookie contract. The 49ers offer a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick the following year. And Tron Davenport for the Titans offered a third-round pick, and Rashawn Evans. Now, this was all happened before Diana Rossini's report. 
So it is is slightly outdated. I love I love Tehran, but nobody's taking that deal. Nobody's taking that deal. And so what the deal that was taken because they weighed all these four offers and they decided on what the best deal is. They took the Niners deal, second round pick and a fourth round pick for the following year. That was the deal that was accepted in this exercise. I have my answer. What is it? I do it. I trade a first round pick. I and I I I'm not hot take guy. I'm not fanboy guy. They're not even Titans are not even the team that I follow the most, which is crazy. I do it. I, I think this sigs uh, th- this sends signals to so many important people within the organization and outside of the organization. It sends a message to the Indianapolis Colts. It sends a message to the AFC. It sends a message to your roster, to A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, that we're going to give you help. It sends a message to the fan base to put butts in seats now that COVID is over and it didn't even like doesn't even exist anymore, I feel like, which I'm happy about. Hey, I, I screamed that from the rooftops. It sends a message for the first time you're going after it. Jadeveon Clowney was kind of a backdoor job. You didn't have to give up anything yeah, in draft capital for it. You had to pay $12 million. Ends up that was not a very good decision. You paid Vic Beasley the money that you paid him, which that wasn't a very good decision. This, I believe, risk and reward. Austin, I am officially in on giving up a first-round pick. Now that I know more information that another team has, I got to fight fire with fire. I may not get the be- get the best end of the deal, but I do think that it will help my team. And I also have to bet and know that the salary cap will not do what it did this past year and go down. It will continuously move up. So the report yesterday, the salary cap ceiling, not the floor, but the ceiling for next year is like $208 million, which is up from 182 But that's the highest it will go. The year after that, in 2023, new TV money kicks in. So who knows where the hell the ceiling is going to be there. As MJ said, the ceiling is the roof, or the roof is the ceiling, whichever one he said. Uh, but So you're all in on this. I don't think I can be. I didn't think I, that you I, I would be. I, I didn't know, but I am now officially. I, I don't think I can do a first-round pick for Julio Jones. It just He's 32 years old. He is a Hall of Fame conversation guy. At his position, I think he would be amazing with this Titans offense. I think it would be. I think I agree with everything you said about the message it sends. I talked about that a couple days ago. Of the message it sends of the extra level of buy-in. There's already a big buy-in level with everybody in that locker room, the coaching staff, and that organization, and what Amy Armstrong is putting resources in back here's in also, the organization. Here's also, and let me interrupt you real quick. Julio Jones is a likable character. He is beloved, to be honest, by the league. He is respected by the league. Jadeveon Clowney was not. Jadeveon Clowney, we questioned his worth at work ethic. I honestly, I think the Titans found that out by being him, by him being in the building from what I know inside the building. This is a completely different situation. This is going in on a guy everybody can get on board with. Is there a risk because of his age? Is there risk because of his injury injury? Is there risk because you're giving up a lot to get him? Yes, yes, and yes. But I believe officially that it's worth it. 
if another team's willing to say that it's worth it, I'm not saying you should be a follower. I'm more of a leader in that sense. But this is this is you cannot win a Super Bowl with Josh Reynolds and a bunch of scrubs. Uh, yeah, you can't do it. Uh, I think he, so. You have to weigh. Like if my offer is a second and respectfully a, to AJ Brown, he is well he AJ is. Brown because AJ Brown. We're he, not worried about that. We're right. worried about everybody behind AJ Brown. So if my offer is a second and a fourth round pick, and the Titans don't get him. I think you have to look at the consequences of not landing Julio Jones is that who else is out there that can put you over the top or make you feel comfortable enough. Like the available wide receivers out there are, are very unsexy. Like golden Tate. Blech. I mean, four years ago, golden Tate. Sure. But 2021 golden Tate. No, thank you. Um, so the consequences of not landing Julio Jones would make me think harder about that first-round pick. But I guess where I'm held up is I don't think the Titans are legitimately would legitimately offer a first-round pick. I just don't see that being something they do. I'm not saying that they will. I'm saying they should. But I, like, I'm, I guess I'm allowing what I think the Titans what would do, you think do they should, to so, impact so Answer both questions. What do you think that they – you've already said what they will do, in your opinion. What do you think they should do? Is I think it the right move to give up a first round pick in your opinion? It's so hard because it's it's the balance it's a big risk, right? It is because you're going Anything. all in on this Julio Jones. We could have not created this company and I, I could have gone and gotten a sales job oh, somewhere else. Oh, Zach, we had somebody ask us, hey, do you guys want to do afternoon drive in Lexington to Kentucky? I mean, we could have done that, <laughs> but we didn't because we took a risk on ourselves. So, like that was a, you know, there's different levels of risk. Um, so good Lord. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, I just had a, I haven't thought nightmare. about that in almost five years, I haven't either. but again, I, I feel like they should, it would be the ballsiest move. This organization has ever made the ballsiest move because the tr- like John Robinson has been trader John. Like that was one of his nicknames early on because what he is first, the first thing he ever did was trade for DeMarco Murray. But that wasn't a big deal. He they've all been but they've all been team, they've all been Titans friendly. They've strategic. all been like yeah, like for Demarco Murray, he didn't give up a fourth round draft pick. He swapped fourth round draft picks and dropped back thirteen spots. Huge win for Ryan Tannehill. It was they paid two million bucks and it was a fourth round deal. Huge freaking win. They ship off dumbass DGB for Dennis Kelly, who was a very important part of this roster for several years. Massive win. The, the Jared Goff trade for the first-round pick, they get Derrick Henry out of it and Jack Conklin. Massive win. I Like, everything John Robinson's done via trade has been very Titans-savvy and smart. This would be the boldest, ballsiest move in Titans franchise history. So, what's your answer? They you, there's you, I, <laughs> you don't answer questions. Well, I'm, I, I mean, I've kind of already answered it. I, I would not offer a first round pick and I don't see the Titans doing that. Okay. So you're no and no. That's fair. And I think that the fan base, there is some split. Like DeAndre comes in and says, I'm against a first round pick. And I, I understand that. I don't I, I don't look at you differently for thinking the way that you do. Sometimes you I do. You shouldn't judge me as a person based off of what I wouldn't trade for Julio Jones. Not in this so on some <laughs> of your takes I do. But on this particular one I don't. 
and uh, and our girl Liz, uh, intern Liz, says got to make some bold moves though during the Super Bowl window. Right? She's that not, is she's not wrong. That is a part of the deal. Bro. But the ballsiest move in franchise history, history, like, history like, says trading it's not trading a first round draft pick for Julio Jones is ballsier than than Bud Adams saying screw you Houston, I'm leaving town. No. Not, not. Really. I mean, that was more of a joke. That was a. That was that, that was, was a, a complete that was, reach. That was a joke. Okay. Zach. It was a joke. You didn't put position as. I a delivered joke. it very seriously to see what your reaction. Was. No, okay. Now you're back. No, that, I'm not. That was a joke. Obviously, moving cities is a big deal. It's a ballsy move. But it, this is right. It's right behind that, and it's quite. It's you know not quite. Everybody, hating. everybody wants Julio Jones to be a Titan. It's not. It's it's ballsier than handing Peyton Manning a blank check, <laughs> which is what Bud Adams did in whatever year that was, 2011. Man, this is a eye opening of what we've we've kind of found out some more information. We also know. So if the the Falcons don't get a first round pick. Like if they end up doing a deal with a team without a first round pick, that doesn't make any sense, right? Do you think this is the Atlanta Falcons leaking this out? That's where I was going. The Falcons leaked this out to Diana Rossini to say that they've received a first round offer because, to up the price. Because so now other teams are working on a higher, different platform. Because what happened earlier this week? Julio Jones on live television, whether he knew it or not, said he was out of there leaving Atlanta, which swung all of the leverage in the trade partners side. And the Falcons are like, oh, crap. Now we're not going to get as much. Now if the Falcons are the ones who float out first-round draft pick discussions to Diana Rossini, now that leverage goes back towards the middle a little bit. You could look at it a couple of different ways on that. I think that the leverage has always been with the Falcons because they're not that far from, like, the – they need to trade him, right? They would have to go do something else. They have to trade him. They have. There's no way they cannot trade him before. I haven't season. diagnosed their roster. I don't know what other. Outs they can't they afford to sign their draft class, including Kyle Pitts, because of the cap situation they're in. So this was their this this was their strategy, maybe to throw this out there to the public that they've received a first round offer to up the price. That's that that's, makes the most sense. I tend to agree with what's happening there. I do. Just do it, Lane says. Shia LaBeouf. I, I I just think that the Titans become an immediate Super Bowl contender if they get Julio Jones, and that's what I value immediately. I understand it's a long play. I'm not a general manager. It's not my job. History history shows John Robinson does not give up that type of draft capital. Realizing that his draft picks haven't done that well. Yeah. Corey Davis was a bust for where he was selected. Adoree Jackson was really no good for where he was drafted and what you got for him after his contract was over, right? So that's not good. Isaiah Wilson didn't even play for your team, essentially. Caleb Farley is a question mark. I'll give him that. And Jack Conklin didn't sign another contract with your team. Yeah. Trey. That's a bad history. Yeah. (sighs) Man, I... They, I just don't know what the other options are. The other options... You know what best-case scenario is? What's that? Look at Jerry Rice. And Julio Jones is not Jerry Rice. No. I mean, he's not far, but he's, he's not Jerry Rice. He's not Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice went to the Oakland Raiders late in his career and had back-to-back 
thousand yards receiving seasons, went to a Super Bowl in which they lost by the Brad Johnson led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't get me started on that. But in those two years, he was with Oakland to start. He was with Oakland for four years. He did drop off, but thousand yard receiving, nine touchdowns, year one. Thousand yard receiving, seven touchdowns, year two. That's when they had Tim Brown. Garrison Hurst, I believe, was on that team. Like, Rich Gannon was leading that team under John Gruden and and Callahan. Until the trade. <laughs> uh, yeah, both. That's the Jared, type of production that you could get out of a wide receiver that has helpful pieces around him. Julio Jones will not have to do all of the legwork. Yeah. The problem was, and here's the facts, is that Devontae Freeman was a great running back the year they went to the Super Bowl. After that, they lost their running game, they lost their defense, and too much onus was on Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley to be the team that they were. Julio Jones will come to the Tennessee Titans in a much different role with much different pressure. Right. Yeah. And Tyler says, I saw a leaked report uh, that Tennessee was giving up a second round pick plus a defensive starter. I saw that too. And it's from some Instagram account that I don't think breaks news. Like I clicked on their website and it's like a duct tape put together website. So I I don't think you should look into that. Uh, I've never, they've never broken Titans news before or league news before I scrolled through their feed to see what type of stuff they do. So I would not necessarily listen to that. Now, I did see this from Jared. Jared has commented a few times today on Periscope saying he's losing faith in conservative John Robinson. John Robinson has not been conservative at all. Like, when is John Robinson? Well, you're kind of speaking out of both ends of your mouth because earlier in the show, Austin, you said, and I agree with you, maybe in in Jared's mind, the conservative nature is that he is, his tendencies goes more towards extreme team-friendly deals. Well, yeah, but he's still making deals. Like, conservative would just be sitting on your hands no, and drafting your players nah, and signing you, guys. No, you, as a general manager, you th- that doesn't happen. But John Robinson, so, can, there's no way you can consider John Robinson a conservative GM. Like, he signed uh, Clowney and Vic Beasley to $21 million combined last year. That's not conservative. It, it was... Risky, like well, he, you have to. He spend drafted. Money. The league forces you to spend money. He drafted Caleb Farley in the first round. That's not conservative. That was the riskiest first round draft draft pick you could have made because of the injury history. Not conservative. He's he's not been conservative. He's been smart for where the most you, part. But where are you trying to go? Are you trying to go? No, and that's and somebody else said like, and I called this the, trading a first round pick for Julio would be the ballsiest thing the Titans have ever done. Since move, moving to Nashville, what some what if they said, what if that ballsiest move ever turns out to work? Then where are the Titans? Are they fighting for a chance to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, usually wide receivers don't make that big of a change with a with a with a, an offense or a, a team overall. But I think the Titans, as AJ Brown said in his video a couple of days ago, they just need a couple more pieces, man. Come by with me. Like they just need a couple more pieces. And that's a massive missing piece on this offense because of the what if A.J. gets hurt again like he was last year, this is time. I'll say this. I do not think that the Titans can get to the AFC Championship game like they did a couple of years ago without a move like this. Yeah, I think... Not this particular move, but a move like this. We talk about 
Titans fans saying, hey, John Robinson, go for it. Do it. Do something and, and, and sacrifice a little bit. The Titans are not going to get back to that. You have Patrick Mahomes in your conference. You have to do something like this. And Patrick Mahomes singularly. Tom Brady will eventually not play football. Patrick Mahomes is playing football for the next decade. Guaranteed. Stamp it down. You. This is your best shot to take advantage of what you've already built, and that is getting Tannehill, drafting Henry, retooling your defense, and drafting A.J. Brown. Yeah. They'll never get back to the AFC Championship game in the next four years without a move like this. I, I don't disagree. So that's why you have to do it. Uh, Frankie says uh, wide receivers do look at Stephon Diggs with the Bills, and Stephon Diggs was a big was a big deal for the Bills. The Bills had a lot of other things in place, and it all hinged on Josh Allen's ability to progress as a passer. And Stephon Diggs was a big part of that process. And Donald's right. Lamar, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert aren't going anywhere. And I would bet my bottom dollar, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, or another quarterback that's drafted, maybe Mac Jones, hits. I guarantee it. It, it, it. You play the odds. I'll say it this way: I, if I were the, if I were in John Robinson's shoes, I don't think a first-round pick is worth it. If the Titans give up a first-round pick for Julio Jones, I will applaud John Robinson for doing that. And for for sticking his neck out there and for going for it. I think he should do it. I'm in. I put my chips in. And, and it, today was the first time. I've been climbing. Right? Yeah, you were, I just needed to be pushed. I needed to be pushed. It's like when you go to the lake or like on a rope swing when you're in like high school. Do you want to jump off the no, cliff into you the don't water? Really. You've heard some horror stories about guys breaking their legs and, and doing my buddy broke his neck. Shout out Ben. I'm actually going to Asheville with him. Make fun of him all the time. He jumped into he's a ramp. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> okay, good. He's sensitive about breaking his neck. your neck is uh, uh I mean, he I'm did sure. it in seventh grade. He was more of an idiot. He went on a bicycle and jumped off a ramp and hit his head, and broke his neck. But he's okay. He's fine. He played college basketball after that, so he's okay. But you just need that push, and I wanted to get in the water. I wanted to go on the rope. Just swing. don't break your neck after you get that push. But I was I was a little fearful. I just need that push. I have now been pushed off into the Julio Jones just lake. I, I, I'm I, And now I'm bathing in it. I like it. I think that they need to trade for Julio Jones. First-round pick. I'm willing to do that. Lee's just says there's no bleeping way you can defend that offense for four quarters with Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry in the backfield. I think you could go the other way and say there's no bleeping way that you could defend, defend going to war with the pieces that you have now and expect to be in contention for an AFC championship. Yeah, and what I, are you trying to I, do? I don't, I don't disagree. So that's I look at it more like that yeah. than the other way. Julio Jones may get you over the top, but you're not even getting close to the top with the weapons that you have now alongside A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. You're not. Yeah. And it, it, it is proven. Ken brings up something, and, and maybe this is what we talk about next week if Julio goes elsewhere. It's got to be Jones or Zach Ertz, but you have to make a move. And I think if you're looking at the Titans' two biggest holes right now, I think it's the, it's the wide receiver opposite A.J. Brown, the starting lineup, and the starting tight end. 
because I I'm like I like Anthony Ferkser as a role player. I'm not all about Anthony Ferkser and Jeff Swain as significant starters. Yeah, you know. Not, now, one thing that I did see, dead cap if traded. This is from your boy Spo. Who knows? Spo, N- not always. Spo, no. Spo right, before you get to this Spo track stuff, first let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. We'll be there tomorrow in their brand new studio in Franklin. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Full body electronic muscle stimulation. Guys, it works. It helps build strength. Actual muscle burns that hard to get rid of body fat. And it is for anybody. If you're young, if you're a little older, if you're out of shape, if you're in shape, it doesn't matter. Mandu can help achieve your fitness goals. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. One thing I will give Spo, and speaking of money, BetMGM, download the app today. I want some cash. NBA ba- basketball playoffs. Austin, I did not get a chance to, to, to give you this tip because no. it happened. I literally put, I put the bet in two minutes before puck drop. But I saw some drop. Yeah, I saw something on the internet that told me to go over two and a half goals for the Islanders. They scored two goals in the first period. Nice. I ended up winning that bet, and and, and that worked out. Bet MGM. Download the app right there. So here's your boy Spo. Spo needs to sell his company for millions of dollars because he. There's a lot of information. Oh yeah. Now the projections you in the target just don't market, like the market value though, feature. No, I no, I, yeah, I think that there's there is uh, value in what Spo gives you, but don't do predictions. I'd stay away from that in the, the offseason. Dead cap if traded after six one. June after June after June. Yeah. After June, sure, yeah. Well, I, I was good there. Uh six one is the first of I June. thought Julio was six three. Yeah, right. <laughs> For watch these players because yeah. these players are possibly on the trade block. Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Zach Ertz, Deshaun Watson, and Daniil Hunter from he's in Minnesota still, right? Yeah. Those are five big players that you look at. Go through them again. Julio Jones, yep. Aaron Rodgers, Zach Ertz, Deshaun Watson, and Daniel Hunter. I mean, the only two guys the Titans are in on are Julio or Ertz. And though some teams are not in in the mode for any of these. I think you look at that and say, Julio, Zach Ertz is I, I just I don't think Zach Ertz gets you over the hump. I think that Julio could get you over the hump. That's I think the difference. Yeah. That's tough. All right, A to Z Sports. So we we did have the uh, a topic about AJ Brown because, and we haven't played yet. The Diner Rossini update uh, got us going a different direction this morning, but uh, we will get to this now. AJ Brown's latest video, like I think it's even better than the voice message he left for Julio Jones on Instagram. But we'll play you this video, and I have this question that I want to ask everybody. I want us to all fill in the blank. A.J. Brown is the most widely likable Titans personality since blank. A.J. Brown is the most widely likable Titans personality since blank. And here's this video that Julio put out yesterday. Julio! That's what they're going to say when you make a catch. When you make a touchdown. They don't even do that for me. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. And look what I'm wearing. Your first Titan jersey. I haven't even been released yet. Okay. 
I'm going to sell you on some things right here. Listen to me closely. You have 10 of you. Mr. Finger Roll himself. Every time. Air heel. Listen. He does what he needs to be done. Like, he's a leader. He's a great passer. He's it. Anyway. Next. Him. Behind me. Superhuman. We don't even have to discuss him. He speaks for himself. Look how mean he look in the picture. Like, okay. Then me. I'm up and coming. Pro Bowl year two. Not a big deal. Kind of a big deal, but not really. Okay. Scratch that. Anyway. Whatever. You. The GOAT of our era. The, of our receivers. Help me help you. Come home, Julio. Come home. I mean, it's literally incredible. It's a great video. And A.J. Brown has so much personality. But he's the most widely likable Titans personality since blank. And I'm not talking about widely likable player. Because Derrick Henry is the most widely likable player right now. But Derrick Henry is a keep him keep to himself private guy, which is not a problem. Like I think that's just who Derrick Henry is. People are saying Marcus Mariota, like Marcus Mariota was so boring, and Marcus Mariota was a super nice guy, and people liked him as a person. But was he that widely likable as a personality? And a I think you have to combine solid player and likable personality, right? Like so, who is this? AJ Brown is a great player and a very fun personality that everybody enjoys. Who is the last Titans personality to be like this? Who's your answer? I don't know. I'm trying to talk through it. I'm, I'm trying no, to find it. You don't it. know. I don't have it. I created the question, but I honestly don't have an answer right now. That's what, kind of what I wanted to outsource this. Uh, I think it's between uh, Delaney and Keith Bullock. Delaney's really good. But Delaney said some things that pissed people off in the locker. Remember he said the comment like, if you don't want to come, then don't show up. We don't need you anyway or something like that. About, about, it, was, it was during the, the protest stuff of the national anthem. He said, Delaney said some things of how he felt about fans. But that, sometimes fans respect but again, that. But, but, a lot, but that turn, I remember. You're always going to nitpick everybody. So I think that Delaney or Keith Bullock, everybody has, nobody's perfect. Right, right. AJ Brown's training in that, and and but. a lot of you guys are are bringing up Lawan and Ryan says, "How are y'all ignoring Lawan?" Lawan, a lot of people like. I think Lawan's a big time personality. I remember his introductory press conference right after he got picked in the first round. I was like, "This guy is going to be a star." Here. Uh, I, Lawan is actually Lawan is probably the correct answer because but, but, from the fan base, everybody likes Lawan. But every but nah. Everybody our age, everybody that's around Lawan's age likes Lawan's personality. I think there's a lot of people who are tired of Lawan because he's the offensive lineman who talks too much and gets stupid penalties. So, and a lot of people don't who? like who older like that's what I'm saying. People older than us, like <laughs> who are you Titans, gauging? Titans me? fans, what are you gauging? This dude, I see this all the time. Like, have you seen Taylor Lawan's Twitter mentions? Whenever he has a, a penalty at the end. Of the like people can hate on the one because of how big he is of a personality. You're I'm always going to be able to nitpick everybody, right? Right, yeah. but that's my that's the point. Is AJ nobody's nitpicking AJ Brown? Everybody likes AJ Brown and thinks he's a fun person and no, enjoys. He, watching. he is the be, he is the answer. But you're saying besides see one one says the one is annoying AF. See <laughs> see there's one there's one. Yeah, I. I just I think that he's more likable than any of the others. Luan is yeah. widely likable. Sometimes I like him, sometimes I hate him. 
Look, I'm not saying every old person, Terrence. Terrence says, I'm 51 and love LaJuan's energy. I'm not saying everybody above the millennial generation dislikes LaJuan. I'm just saying that's where the people who dislike LaJuan usually are. And I think Keith Bullock's right. I think Jacob's right. Yeah, so I think we've brought up all of the ones that, that could be in this conversation. I think it's A.J. Brown's one, and it's between LaJuan Delaney Walker and Keith Bullock. Yeah, Bobby are, says there's a huge set of people who are big mad when LaJuan gets a penalty saying he talks too much. Definitely. So, and I saw somebody say Chris Johnson, but... Jarrell Casey? Jarrell Casey was was pretty likable. He was very likable. He just... He the Titans as, were not good when he was when he was with the Titans, and so he didn't get the notoriety that he deserved and the platform that he deserved. And he wasn't a big... Like AJ Brown's doing TikToks. I Jarrell mean, Casey's not. I mean, Zach, we've completely forgot. Completely forgot the answer. It's Eddie George. Trey brings up. Well, Eddie George was mentioned earlier. I know, on. but like we we have not brought up Eddie on on air from you. Like you guys have brought up Eddie. We have not. Eddie George is the answer. Like nobody disliked Eddie George as a as a person. Like you were bummed out that he got hurt towards the end of his career. But his personality is just that he's a really good dude. Yeah, but he's... There's a difference. But Eddie George is still relevant in the Titans world today because of his personality. Right, but you're talking about the personality of, like, being a really good dude is great. The Rock is a really good dude, I feel like. I, th- I think the answer is Eddie George. Widely likable. Like, every... You know who's... You know who loved Eddie George? Your best friend in middle school's mom. That's who lo- everybody like, like everybody's mom loved Eddie George. Eddie's the greatest guy. He's got such a great smile. He, you know, he carries himself so nicely. He's a nice guy and he's a really good player. Everybody's mom loved Eddie George. I think that goes into the likable category, but when, with personality, it, it, but his personality was so good deep because good. he was the hype guy. It's good. He was the guy who was like, he was the guy who literally would go to the local Burger King and sign autographs. That's a good thing. That's but the, that, you're, you're, but, just, you're telling the quality that I'm telling you. He's a good dude. I, I think the answer is Eddie George here. Widely likable personality. Because personality is Personality, player, you don't have to be widely likable. It's okay to be hated. That's why I think But, LaJuan, they, but we're talking about what, that. the question is, who's the most widely likable personality from the Titans since A.J. Brown? Or, or It's a weird question. It is a weird question, but it made me think about it. Because A.J. Brown is such a different type of guy, super authentic, on social media, being himself and is not afraid to put himself out there and make silly videos like what he's been doing this week. All right, before we get to the magic bucket, quick prediction. What do you think happens tonight in Smashville? Smashville is going to be rocking. That is one thing I do predict. It's going to be crazy. I actually wish that I would go to the game tonight. That would be this tonight would be a fun game. Maybe the last game of the season, but it would be a fun game. What do you think happens? Prediction times. Just comment in the comment section. Preds win or Preds lose? Yeah. Preds win or Preds lose? Preds lose or Preds win? That's the question we're going to ask you, and then we're going to get the magic bucket. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Calvin and Subtle. Calvin and Subtle is where you need to go to get your hardwood for 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsubtle.com. We feature them on the broadcast all the time. It includes great hardwood flooring, and they will come in and install hardwood floors one to two weeks after you pick out your perfect hardwood floor. They've got different selections, whether it's the Angelino or the Rivoli. They've got light, dark. They've got 
uh, higher quality, and then they have good quality. They don't have they don't have bad quality. But they, they do have a range of different hardwood floors. That's CalvinAndSubtle.com. It is eSports. You're live from Wilson County Hyundai. Check all their great inventory out at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Lebanon. Uh, Bobby says, quick sidebar. Does Johnny Manziel even have a connection to Nashville, or did he just randomly get invited? Johnny Manziel tweeted, hey, I'm going to be in Nashville for a week. What's going on? And the Preds say, want to go to the hockey game on Thursday? And he says, yes. And so that's the connection there. So do the Preds win? Or do they lose an elimination game six tonight? Uh, Going to scroll through these comments real quick. Uh, Alex says Preds win 3-1, no overtime. Jarvis says Preds win. Ronnie says Carolina. Um, G-Man says, unfortunately, I'm feeling game over. Uh, Aaron says he thinks the Preds win. Uh, Jeff says Preds lose. Preds win from Kenneth. Preds win. Preds lose from Donald. Preds win from Brandon. Preds 3-2 from Terry. Matt says Preds win. Uh, Jacob saying Preds win in triple overtime at 2.34 a.m. I hope not. Top Troop says win. Tyler says win. Pierre says Preds take the L by two, which would be painful. Zach, what's your answer here? I think the Preds win 3-2. I think they force game seven. I don't know if they win game seven. Actually, we won't be on air. I think they lose game seven. But 3-2, I think they win. Smashville's rocking. And Soros shuts the door, brick wall at the end to close out. 3-2 is my prediction. I, Zach, think the Preds lose, and I think they lose by two goals. This feels like a third period where Carolina has a one-goal lead. It gets down to that time, two minutes left. They pull Soros and basically commit suicide by giving up that last goal uh, because of the empty net. I think the Preds lose with an empty net goal, making a two-goal deficit series over. That's uh, just I how I feel. Happening. I, the Preds, I'll say it again. They're 2-9 and nine in elimination games at Bridgestone Arena. Uh, that's, just, that's just bad. It's a bad omen. It's not good stuff for the Preds facing elimination. That's where they lost um, in the cup final right here to, to uh, Pittsburgh a few years ago. It's where they lost to Winnipeg the year after that in the second round after the winning the president's trophy. So I think the Preds lose, unfortunately. All right, there it is. It is Thursday. We are live from Wilson County Hyundai. We've been broadcasting for an hour. We've talked about a lot of different things, but it is time for the Magic Bucket. I have filled the Magic Bucket with 25 brand-new selections. Uh, and, Austin, you need. have you been gathering the user submissions? Uh, I have a list of them. It's not long enough for me to print it off yet. Okay, sense. well, so only you can make that list long enough for it to be printed out. Submit your Magic Bucket selection or submissions into our DMs, slide in our DMs. I, I, I saw one on Twitter. I think Puka may have said something. So we need more. We always need more selections. Let's bring out the Magic Bucket. I do I do have my, my stickers. Is it my week or your week? It is your week. I had a panic moment this morning when I got here, and I was like, wait, did I forget my stickers? But I did a sticker last week. Because my sticker last week was the uh, when the pre-workout hits, it was the uh, bear riding the shark. I don't. I remember the sticker. I couldn't tell you if it was last week, but I'll take your word. Yeah, it was last week. So you just oh, you're just putting old stickers on. Well, there? yeah, right. I mean, I'll be back. We got I mean, the you boomerang. you can do that after the show. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I can, but I'm putting my stickers. Zach's on now. just sticker vomiting all over the bucket from have... past stickers that he has not had. Seen. Zach has not seen the bucket. 
in person in a long time. Oh, this is my favorite. This is old Tux. Shout out to my boy Tux at home. Probably That's a big sit- sticker. Yeah, he's going right there. Right you, you there. You messed right up his there. sticker. You got um, it. All right. So my sticker today is one of my favorite players of all time. NBA playoffs are here. 1996, unfortunately, lost to the uh, Chicago Bulls. That is the Rain Man. That is Sean Kemp. Shout out to the kamikazes that I rock playing basketball. That is the Reebok shoe. Uh, Rain Man, that's my sticker. Very nice. So you can place that on the bucket. We're running out of sticker uh, spots there. Uh, Bobby says Magic Bucket ideas. Bring your dogs on the show. We could do that when we're in studio. My dogs are usually sometimes in the room with me, but they're also big where I can't really get them on my lap during the show. That might be difficult, but we could probably do that uh, there, Bobby. All right. Um, you going first? Jeff says, can we have viewers submit stickers? That would involve me giving you my address, which I don't want to do. We didn't think about that. Yeah, and then I said, I don't. where are they going to mail them? And I don't want to go get a P.O. box just for you guys to send us a sticker. All right, we're starting the first sticker underneath. Oh, that's where Sean Kemp deserves it. On okay. the bottom. Well, now you now you. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right, I'm picking for you. That's fine. You you pick for me. We'll see what happens. See, these are all your new ones. That, that's your right. You can you I, have free reign to submit. I know, I know, but it's just whenever somebody puts new ones in there, it's just like this extra level of anxiety. Have uh, have to Amazon your co-host a gift under twenty dollars to showcase on the show on Monday. <laughs> so, that's pretty good. Now the problem is you're going to see it because well, we share the same Amazon, so you're just going to see. No, I don't check that ever. Okay, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I don't know if you check it of what I'm getting. I mean, I get no, the notifications I, when things ship sometimes. I couldn't sometimes. tell you anything that okay, you've ever so ordered. You All right. So that's pretty funny. So under $20 on the company card, uh, a gift for you. Is it going back in right now? Huh? You just put it right back in right now so I can draw it? Uh, well, I mean, the chances of you drawing that again are. I mean, we've had some weird probability stuff for this bucket. Oh my gosh. This is typical Zach question. Answer this right now. If you were to be a drug addict, what drug would you be addicted to? Good question. Good question. <laughs> I've watched a lot of intervention in my life. Oh my gosh. I And you know, you're not addicted to marijuana. So it's not it. <laughs> I don't know. Some people think you can be. So, full disclosure, I have never done heroin in my life. That's good to know. Uh, Just uh, full disclosure. But I hear that it is... uh, Very addictive? Very Well, it it is a rush. I I think I'd strap up. No, you know what? I'm No, cancel that. This is such a weird... I'm going to die. If I'm I'm doing an addiction to drugs, I'm going pure Colombian cocaine. I'm going to be a... Pure Colombian cocaine. I, I watched Scarface recently. <laughs> I, I would be addicted to cocaine because uh, I'd be productive, right? I mean, yeah. I, hear, I actually did a polar opposite, right? So da- I, Danny said it's definitely not speed. No, I, I go cocaine. Yeah, that's what people thought you would go. Donald says, "Go ahead, and just smoke some crack, Zach." No, crack's not. 
Crack's different than cocaine. I, I'm talking about. I want the good stuff. Did I'm you a, ever? Did you, you ever? Watch, I have high, high expectations. Did you ever watch uh, New Girl? The show. I, I watched the first three or four years. Uh, when when Schmidt took uh, Winston to go buy crack because he thought he wanted to buy crack to smoke crack. I haven't watched but, it in a while. Uh, very funny. Very but yeah, funny. I'm going. I'm going Pablo Escobar. I, I, to answer the question, I would think I would go cocaine. Uh, Trey just says it's not too soon. It can't be too soon. But the, the Chris Farley method. What? Which is uh, all everything. Just overdose on all of it. That's usually it. how overdoses yeah. work. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> All right, weird magic bucket, but we're live here in person at Wilson County Hyundai. All right, guys. Again, Austin has the ability to submit whatever he wants in the I bucket. I know, and I have. It's just, you know, your mind tends to go in directions that I don't really I, have. That's why I created the magic I, bucket. I, I know that. I know that. And I just don't – my mind doesn't go into those corners of the earth or thought process. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. Buck Rising tonight, live before the Preds game for A to Z Sports Primetime. Podcast Network. Check out that content. It is Esports Podcast feed uh, right there. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning after Preds Game 6. We'll see what happens. Thanks for watching, guys. Adios.